support for this podcast comes from Staffing Future. Nowadays, your recruitment website needs to do more than just validate your business. Websites are your digital front door, where new clients and great talent should come knocking. So do you want your recruitment website to stand out from the crowd, generate new business leads and placement revenue? If that's a yes, then talk to Staffing Future, the recruitment website and technology experts. Get a free website and technology stack review and competitor analysis today. Just visit staffingfuture.com slash rules. What great ideas are so close within your grasp? Seeing other points of view, anticipating change, considering multiple possible turnouts, acknowledging uncertainty, searching for compromise. We're going to talk about how to get over those limiters of innovation so that you can extract better thinking from yourself and your team. So let's talk about how to win the future. Welcome to the Marketing Rules Podcast from Thinking Circles. With me, your host, James Whitelock. In a disrupted and technologically enabled world of work, HR professionals' ability to attract, recruit, and retain people with digital skills can be a difference between business success and failure. This is how Matt Older and Mervyn Dinan describe their new book, Digital Talent. Matt and Mervyn join me to discuss the writing process and the themes of the new book. Welcome back, everybody, to the Marketing Rules Podcast, and uh, it's my pleasure today to have uh, two guests, two for the price of one, uh, in Mervyn and Matt Alder. Um, Matt has uh, has been on the podcast several times now, but Merv, this is your Mervin, this is your first time on the podcast, so welcome. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, James. Oh, yeah, it's 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 it's, my, it's all pleasure's all mine. And Matt, it's good to have you back. Um, uh, I think you're our most kind of. Uh, I think you're the guest we've had back more times than anyone else now. Well, there we there we go. Um, I must I must be doing something right, and uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a pleasure to be back again. Um, great. Today we're going to have a little check about your new book, uh, Digital Talent um which has just been released uh i can see a lot of kind of noise being made on the market about this and everybody seems to be kind of raving about it i must admit i haven't had a chance to have a read of it myself but hopefully by the end of uh end of this podcast uh you'll be uh, i'll kind of uh you'll have wet my appetite so i'm gonna go out and um uh and line your pockets with a little bit more money from uh from amazon um but i tell you what we have a lot of um uh, authors on here uh and usually it is a solo sport but the two of you kind of working together really interests me and in how you kind of divide up the labor around working and writing on a book. So how, how do you kind of write together? What's the process that you go through when you're kind of uh, you writing? It? Because this is your second book now, isn't it? It is, yes. So Matt, how, how is it you kind uh, of work together? Yeah, we. I, I think we're very lucky to start with because we have a similar style of working we have a similar style of writing mm -hmm. so um sometimes it's actually quite difficult to if you read the book to know who's written what so that actually makes it easier for us because what we've done with both books is we is we've literally just divided up we divided up the chapters and said um you know i'm writing chapter one mervyn's writing chapter two whatever it might be and um, we'll divide the chapters up so, so i suppose to to, to to rewind a bit is you know we, we'll, we'll talk about the book we'll work out um what it is that we think um will be valuable to people um and and also look at the because we we do a lot of um uh research and write research reports together outside of writing books so it's also like what research have we done what can we what can we bring to the table then 
Um, once we sort of settle on a topic, we then work out how that breaks down into into a book, um, and then basically divide divide the chapters up and write them individually. But then you know come together, review them, and um, you know discuss as we as as we move as 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 we move as as we move forward with the with the process basically um did i miss anything there merv what, what some um, um, give us some more insight no, I, I i don't think so uh we we're, we're the original asynchronous uh workforce in that um we're remote we're hybrid and we don't write at the same time um so i think that's that's a useful a useful validation for how it works um matt's right and we we've probably both got slightly um different but complementary interests. Matt is a lot stronger, I suppose, around uh, talent acquisition, technology, whereas I uh, spend a lot of my research writing and conference going more around kind of, I suppose, the HR side, employee experience, uh, talent development, talent management, internal mobility, those kind of areas. And so it comes together quite well. Uh, We both agree effectively what are the key points the key strands the key parts of the narrative that we're going to make um and then it's as matt says we we the chapters are effectively divided up um we will probably write most of a chapter and then let the other person kind of have a read of it what do they think are we going in the right direction are we kind of going off at tangents and stuff um so there's a lot of that as well but again we're friends we've we've been doing this together for about seven eight years now so it's 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 an easy relationship in that respect. It sounds very democratic. Is it is there not just a, a a a natural leader between the two? Is it, it there must be? I'm looking for some juicy kind of gossip. Really, there must be some tension, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I do no, not tension. Not tension so much. I mean, I think I think Mervin summed it up well there. We we have slightly different angles that we come from. So there tends to be, um, you know, areas where we will sort of bow to the other ones, not necessarily expertise, but just focus, you know, we, we, you know, Mervyn, Mervyn's been working in recruitment for, for, for a very long time. Um, but um, just in terms of the research that we do, he he does have that focus on talent management and learning development, and employee experience. And I have the focus on um, talent acquisition and, and technology. So we will, um, you know, defer to the other ones um um you know the other ones the other ones view we kind of we we sort of ask for help um when we need it i suppose the 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 biggest challenge with writing like that is you have to be very careful that you don't repeat the same the same stuff throughout the book so um i I think there were a couple of a couple of points where mervyn had written a, a a beautiful several thousand word section and I'd written a beautiful several thousand word section and the other one had actually already written um you know written about that particular report or that particular topic so um that's I suppose where the um you know that's where the the challenge is um I think the challenge of writing a second book um not necessarily working together but writing a second book is a big challenge um I think that we really now understand what bands say when they talk about difficult second albums mm-hmm. when, when you write a first book you kind of write down everything that you know <laughs> everything that you've ever known um and then you come to write a second book and you're like oh right what <laughs> what do we have to write about so actually i think although it was very difficult the writing the second book was probably more rewarding because um you know we had to go out and really um you know really work on it really research it really 
get to the bottom of the topic and and find out what's going on speak to some really interesting people pull in some pull in some really interesting research so um writing a second book is a challenge but um you know it was probably i was gonna say is it was it more enjoyable i'm not not quite sure that's the right word but more satisfying at the end i think in terms of what um what we what we came up with yeah it it was a different experience as well because the first book we kind of had planned out what we were going to say how we were going to say it the order we were going to say it, and the writing pretty much followed that flow whereas the second book we we had started off planning much the same thing and we were we'd both written probably a couple of chapters and then obviously covid hit and, and kind of the 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 everything we were writing about kind of was about to change uh, and so that was needing to take a step back and then recalibrate kind of a year, 15 months in as to, you know, what we don't want to do is write the post-COVID playbook because that's going to date very quickly. Uh, what we do need to understand is what of the, the you know, what, what of what it's happening now to the way we work and everything and, and kind of how how technology is responding to the various challenges and hybrid working and things like that. Um, and and what are the bits that clearly are going to impact the next three three to five years and will become the norm? So what we've been doing over the last two years becomes business as usual. So that was quite interesting, and certainly you know I found myself going back uh, to change a bit of the the chapters I'd already written, uh, but also the the kind of going off into a slightly different uh, path. And I think I suppose going back to one point that Matt said earlier on, we scope out at the beginning what the chapters are going to be. So it's kind of, you know, roughly this is going to be, you know, these chapters are going to be about this, 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 and this. And for each one, we will break that down into six, seven, eight, nine, ten little subsections of the things we're going to cover. Uh, and so we've got, we've almost got that constant check with each other because um, it's there, it's a master document we keep going in and out of. Uh, so we've got that check about are we going off the tangent? Are we kind of doing something different or are we are we both replicating the same thing? So I think it's it, it's nothing we formally have to do. I think informally we've always got that kind of open eye onto that. Yeah. And um, was there a plan always to write a second book? Was that always kind of, you know, was that always kind of in in? on the roadmap or was there pressure from from the from because of the success of the first one or from the the publishers to write a segment you know how what, what was that what was that kind of situation there there definitely there wasn't a plan not to write sorry there there wasn't a plan not to write a second book if, if that <laughs> if that makes sense that makes sense i mean negatives i put in yes, that sense yeah um so you know i think it was always a possibility i think that um the the first book was really successful people really liked it it opened up uh, a lot of opportunities for us and, and then a second book kind of became a bit of a no-brainer but but actually i suppose the the thing that really drove it was the topic um you know digital talent looking at digital transformation and digital skills and it's something that we sort of touched upon a little bit in the first book but really wanted to sort of dive into um in more detail and you know it's just a great process writing a book you just find out so much stuff about um you know look at so much information and all that um and all that kind of stuff and the um you know we sort of asked the the publisher what they thought and they said they said yes straight away 
Um, so it just it just kind of fell into place. I don't think there was a um, a roadmap that says you know book what year one, book one, year three, book two, or whatever whatever it was. Um, it just seemed like the natural and right thing to do. And um, uh, is there? Is it easier the second time round, or you know what you know? You know, is it uh, is it harder? Is it just kind of uh, the same? How would you describe? Urban? I think it's different. I think it is. Um, it is more difficult because, as I said, you know, you've you've already written down everything you know in 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 the first book. Um, however, you you know what the process entails, um, and and also you know what happens afterwards you know what happens when you release a book the kind of things that people will want to talk about you know that uh you know within our book our book ends with um a, a very clear summary and a very clear model um that we can then go and talk about to um you know to to, to kind of really bring people value from the book so um i, I think that the things that we learned doing the first book would were incredibly useful and we sort of build on built on that in the second i don't know if you what you think of uh no i would agree i think that the 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 first book you know as matt said it's kind of you know we wrote about what we knew um and we had both uh, i suppose tracked um how things were changing uh and how you know what we call the talent journey the the the, the journey from kind of you know first finding out about an organization to kind of your alumni relationship uh was if you like one seamless journey underpinned by tech now it wasn't a series of stages with 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 beginning middle and ends um and so that we kind of knew how we wanted that to flow and really each chapter was describing i suppose each stage along that process where it was slightly um i won't say more scientific the second one but there was a lot more use, I suppose, of external research because we were, um, you know, we, we both go to a lot of events. I've been to a lot of the, I suppose, the US conferences. I mean, we both go to HR Tech, to Unleash and, and those kind of big expos. Uh, but also the particularly the user conferences like Influence Greatness, Work Human, you know, kind of Ultimate Connections, those kind of events where you hear real client stories and you really get to dig in. So I think that, you know, we we... We had a lot more to draw from, um, and I think there were some of the bigger themes that we were tackling, like you know, leadership in the digital age. What does it mean? What does it, you know, how can we help advise HR people how to help their leaders, kind of thing. So there were some uh, not challenging ourselves as such, but I mean, you know, some meatier topics for us to kind of do some research on, and really, I suppose, try and uh, get our heads around as as how we could write about it and how we could shape it as something which is useful and informative to the audience yeah and um was digital talent always going to be the the sec the second book or were there other kind of areas that you were kind of considering exploring saving for saving for book four or something like that <laughs> no i think this was always um this was always a really strong idea because it, it just built on the it built on the first book you know we've seen you know really over the last sorry i have a car going past outside the window and um, you know over the last couple of decades we've just seen this kind of this 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 demand for for digital talent and digital skills go through the go through the roof so it it, it was an obvious thing for us to do and what was really interesting was actually the pandemic made it even more obvious mm -hmm. so we were we were writing it and we kind of got to the pandemic and 
um, you know, we realized that we were writing exactly the right book because, um, you know, funnily enough, a lot of the things that we'd already written about as sort of things that might happen actually happened during the pandemic. So we had to sort of take those out um, because, you know, it felt like making a, this is going to happen in the future. It's always oh, already happened. So um, the, the pandemic kind of really accelerated what we were writing about and, and made it um, the sort of the perfect choice for, um, for the thing. But it, this was always going to be the second book. It's just a, a really logical follow on from the first. And it really reflects what we're seeing around, um, around the markets. Imagine being able to remove the worst 25% of your job. How much more could you achieve in a day, a week, or a month? Robotic process automation is changing recruitment by removing mundane, repetitive, and rules-based tasks. If you want to reduce your cost base and increase your capacity to make more placements, resulting in faster growth without the need to hire more people, talk to Liquid Palladium. Visit liquidpalladium.com for more details. Uh, there was never the idea of leaving the first book on a cliffhanger so you could lead into the second book. <laughs> uh, not not exactly, no, no. But uh, you never know, maybe, maybe. I don't know if the second book is, is uh, it's not really finished on a cliffhanger, but but I think between us, we already have a few ideas for a third book, should, should Cogan Page wish us to write a third book, should the general public <laughs> yeah, exactly. at large wish us to write a third book. <laughs> We're not we're not presupposing anything at this at this yeah. stage. But we, we would like to write another one. So if you do like this yeah. one, please please let us know. Yes, uh, yes, we, yes. You need a trilogy, right? That's what it is. You know? <laughs> well, do you know what? That's actually the big thing. We were like, we we have to have a trilogy. Um, <laughs> so you know, we have to write another book with the word talent in it. So it's a yes, you know, yeah. exceptional talent, talent, digital talent trilogy, basically. Yeah, something the talent trilogy. You know, all the best things <laughs> yeah. trilogies. So it's um, a bit. It's, it, yeah, the the aim is it's 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 up there with with the Lord of the Rings cycle. And, and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, return of the King, Return of the Talent is the third book. <laughs> um, well, we look forward to that. That was going to be my last question actually about the third yeah. books, but um, <laughs> well, we we we, we covered that. So no, not not a problem. Let's um let's have let's talk about the book itself. Okay, let's talk about kind of why don't um. Uh, Mervin, let's give you a go because uh, otherwise Matt's going to kind of kind of uh, uh, steal all the limelight. Um, no, no. <laughs> let's. Um, you, you podcasters, it's like a private union, isn't it? Hub, hum, hum, <laughs> if only. Um, uh, tell tell us about the themes of the book and and kind of and and what the book's about and what we can expect when uh, when we're going to read the book. Um, what's the book about? It's about the digital talent journey. Um, so the first book was very much um, charted how things were changing, as I, I said earlier. So I, I'll try not to repeat exactly the same thing I said earlier. But it's how tech underpinned this seamless journey. And we covered things in that book, like things like performance management, how this was changing to, you know, from 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 rank and yank to, to kind of ongoing conversations and, and, and kind of how the talent acquisition itself was 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 changing. Um, but. This really recasts it for the digital age because this is one seamless, intuitive happening. It's kind of, it's not, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it, 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 it's not something that can be broken up. So you've got lots of different stakeholders, a bit like a relay race. You know, I use an analogy in one of the earlier chapters about the talent cycle being like a relay race. And yeah, historically, you know, the, the, the baton keeps getting dropped. You know, we hire somebody, the baton gets dropped because onboarding, whose responsibility is it? And it kind of 
But candidates, you know, they expect to apply for a job to be like subscribing to Netflix. You know, they, as far as they're concerned, they're doing this stuff online. They, they expect to know where they stand. They expect to, you, you to be taking it seriously, to be letting them know if there's something wrong, if they haven't done something wrong, not just silence means we haven't accepted your subs- subscription, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and so expectations have changed. And I think that the it kind of intensifies the experience that people want. And I think the one of the important differences that I've seen uh, over the past two, three, four years is this concept of experience, candidate experience, employee experience. It's something it's, it's something historically companies were beginning to see that something they did. Oh, you know, we, we create a great experience for our people. Um, but actually, you know, employee experience is, is what the employee experience is. And all the research, particularly from uh, those tech companies who, who are involved with, you know, recognition, well-being and things, shows that, you know, as far as the the employee is concerned their employee experience is what they experience on a day-to-day basis it's nothing to do with what their manager thinks they are creating it's to do with how the employee experiences what the manager does and that that makes huge differences so you know we have a great recognition uh, scheme in place but then you see research that where, where like 40% say they've not had recognition for four months or something. You know, it's kind of, it, it's, I think it's the reality for me, it was very much the reality of how this happens. And, you know, that the fact that we have so much more data, so much more information, you know, things like talent intelligence, uh, we, we, it, we need to be able to use this in a, um, in a way that really supports and enables our people. Because if they don't feel supported, enabled, and they don't feel we're on their side, they're not developing, they're going to move. And, you know, they, they, they kind of already kind of, you know, huge number uh, over sixty percent say in research that that yeah it's easier to find a job in another company than it is to change jobs in the one they're 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 in at the moment, and so those are the kind of things those those are the kind of areas that we're tackling in this book to kind of you know how do we make this better anyway before I rant I rant on I should hand over to Matt. <laughs> Absolutely, and I think the it all it's also all about the backdrop to to all of this in terms of what's driving it so every single employer on the planet pretty much is having to undergo some kind of digital transformation and that was the interesting thing about covid is you know we thought we were writing for a subset of employers but during covid we saw you know theaters and restaurants and cinemas and you know companies that you'd never imagine would um, have to be an active part of the digital economy or communicate um, extensively digitally, um, we're having to do that. So it, it's something that affects every single business, and it, it, a lot of the the backdrop is around the, the the shifting skills, the fact that employers need different skills in their business, and you know how, how do they do that? How do they attract people with those skills? How do they develop those skills? Um, you know, what are those skills? How, you know, there's there's points where we kind of take a step out and reflect on some of the systemic issues in terms of, um, you know, education systems, giving people the right skills, um, you know, the huge role that diversity and inclusion plays in, um, you know, p- plays in this as, as well. So the book covers, uh, it covers a lot of, it covers a lot of ground with that sort of central digital talent journey driving it driving it forward um against this backdrop of 
um, skill shortages and changing skills and, um, you know, digitally transforming businesses. Um, and to give us a bit of a, a kind of a flavor of, of what we can, again, what we can almost kind of expect when we kind of get going, what are the, what are the kind of chapter titles and things like that, that we can kind of, uh, kind of, uh, <laughs> I can, I can read, I can read them out. I can Go read them it. out. We, we, do, we, I talk, we talk you through the flow of it. I mean, it, it, it really, we, we start off by, um, talking about digital skills and digital transformation and, uh, you know, not just, digital you know not just sort of technical skills but actually everyone the fact that everyone needs digital skills within a business we talk about um talent acquisition we talk about talent experience um talent management leadership these are all the chapters that mervyn wrote so i'm just talking about his chapters (laughs) (laughs) um there's a big chapter on diversity and inclusion um and then the book finishes by looking at um, you know, work technology, how is technology um, helping with the digital talent journey? What can we see? What are the trends? Um, and then we, we talk about what we call the sort of the new future of work. It's, um, you know, how are um, the trends that we've seen growing during the pandemic going to affect the way that work works? And then in the conclusion, we finish off by talking about this sense of total talent management. Um, in terms of how companies need to, um, you know, borrow skills, get skills into their business, um, um, and really look very holistically at how they how they manage the different types of workforce that they might have. Um, so yeah, so anyone listening, if that hasn't kind of uh, t- wet your appetite for for going and get the book, uh, I don't know what's what's going to. Um, I, I you know, without kind of sounding too cheesy, I assume the book is available at all good kind of uh, online retailers. And that very that very big one online retailer as well, I assume. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, you can you can certainly buy it from um, um, uh, what's the name? I can never get it right. Um, Amazon was it or, or <laughs> Amazon? Or, yeah. You can get it from Amazon. Obviously, it's it's better for us if you buy it from Coke and Page. A, you get slightly more from it, and B, Coke and Page can, <laughs> are more likely to want us to write a third. Um, <laughs> And I'm sure there are other places. I'm afraid in uh, in Southwest London, I, I twice a week I go into my local Waterstones bookshop, and it's still not stocked. Um, but uh, you don't expect that. Uh, but I, I believe that um, most of the big uh, bookshops you get in in city centres, um, I think Cogan Page, some of their books are there in the business section. So whether or not I've not spotted it anywhere in a big bookshop yet, but I'm always hopeful. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's there. Um, you know what, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, uh, talking to me uh, through your kind of uh, working process and the, uh, and the themes of the book. Obviously we will include uh, all of your details in the show notes and links to where everybody can, uh, can get their copy of the book. Um, uh matt it's been a pleasure to have you on again mervin it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on uh, for the first time hopefully it won't be the last maybe hopefully for not. maybe for book three we'll we'll do this again um yes. yeah the the you know the, the return of the talent whatever we're gonna gonna call it <laughs> um <laughs> uh, but for now it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much guys thank you thank you james thanks for listening And don't forget, you can subscribe to the Marketing Rules podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. I've been your host, James Whitelock, and I hope you can join me and more amazing guests next time.
Marketing Rules Podcast is a Thinking Circles production.